Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. Hope you're doing great. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are. Thanks for being here. We're not going to do a Q&A show today for two reasons. Number one, because we were just in the middle of something that I just didn't want to get lost on. And number two, it's, it's Hanukkah. And Hanukkah is the holiday of miracles. And I figured we should tie it all in together a little bit, at least try. We ended up yesterday with this idea that we're building, for those joining us for the first time on this concept of how to do better. How to do it with flow. And we're recognizing or we're trying to understand that like everything in life, so much of our ability to do something is really the ability to put structure in, in place. We are naturally born to be great. Now remember, this is the battle, our brains versus our souls. Our brain is born to survive. Our souls are born to be great or gifted to be great. And so you never have to like become something you're not in your path to greatness. You have to reveal that which is within. And so if you think about it, the revelation is only going to take place through structure. I'm having this conversation with a company that uh, I'm, I'm involved in where they've got everything except for structure. I mean, everything. They've got all the finances they need. They got the ideas they need. They got the people they need. They got everything. They show no structure. It's chaos. And so they just can't accomplish an iota of what they, and, and because they've got everything else, it, it, they, they, you know, it's like, it's enough. It's like good, but it's not great because there's no structure. There are no pipes. There's no infrastructure. There's no architect, right? It just doesn't work. You need to, you want to have an economy that works. You need to have structure. Planes need to know how to land and take off. It's got to be structured, trains, blocks, grids. Like it all has to work. Our brain's like that too. Naturally, we have all the resources that we need to have the life that we want. We should have put structure on. And what we're doing is we're talking about structure. We're talking about the ability to build structure into our lives. And that structure is a mental structure. And so when we speak about things like doing, we get lost in like doing. It's such a like, such a material way of seeing the world. But like do is actually the product of my hands. It's not how do works, right? You measure twice and cut once. Do is a product of your brain. The, okay, you'll, you'll, your hands have to execute on your brain, but like, if you want your actions to be effective and efficient, they have to come from thought. And one of the great challenges of thought is that there is a structure that's not around it. It's chaos. And as we lay structure and as we lay boundaries around our minds, as we put the system in place, as we build, if you will, the factory that is around our thinking, our, our thoughts become more directed and then our efforts become more effective and then our do grows and then we stop needing everyone to tell us how great we are because we sort of sense it because we're doing it. <laughs> now, yesterday we spoke about this idea based on the works of Mihai 
about the the power of purpose. He said setting goals. We're going to take him a little further. Because when you have a purpose, the purpose actually builds the borders, right? The teenager that has nothing to do and all he really has is self uh uh, impose, not self-imposed, but imposed restrictions. Somebody else tells him to go to school to study a subject he doesn't really care about to get a degree he doesn't really know is going to be valuable. So basically, he doesn't really have a direction, doesn't really have any purpose. So when like he has free time, he like just sits around and like it's just it's valueless. The adult who doesn't really want to do the job they're doing, but has a life that has a certain amount of expense and like is living on someone else's workload and has just enough money to live their lives. They don't really want to be doing it. It's imposed on them. And so as a result, they're just going through it. They're living off the motions. But when there's purpose, when that same kid wants to be a football player and has dreams and aspirations of stardom and every free second, he's working out and taking drills and taking snaps and going to practice and eating healthy and, and talking football, right? When that adult has a purpose and every free second, they're, they're, they're building their relationships, they're studying more, they're learning on the side, they're doing. No one has to tell them that like to, to binge some random show from Netflix isn't really the best use of your time. You're 50. If they just sort of know doesn't mean you can't have breaks, but like they just sort of know because they've got so much to do. There's so much, they're, they're, they, they, they want to go somewhere. So the question we have to be pushing now towards is purpose. And so I want to sort of create two paradigms for you. And if we have the time, we'll get to Hanukkah. I'm not sure, but the good news is that Hanukkah is all week. And there's, these are two levels of purpose. And I want to just address them and, and put them out for the weekend. What we would call, let's say, like uh, in the world of purpose, right? Which is already a high level. There's like what we'd say, like good, and then there's great. So at the good level of purpose, we look at our lives and we set goals for ourselves. So we say, I want to be wealthy or let me say it better. We say, I want to be an excellent lawyer or manager or a secretary or teacher, whatever it is. We take the things that we do and we set expectations of doing those things as good as possible. Okay. So if we have those as, or something else that we don't do full-time, but we want to do, but we look at a job, we look at a responsibility and we start to envision ourselves at the highest level of that responsibility. And that becomes our purpose. And that's really, I, I would say the entry point. That's like step one. That's like level one of purpose. So if I'm a lawyer, I wake up in the morning and I go, I want to be a great lawyer. So when I get to work and someone gives me an assignment and someone does, and I've got free time, I'm striving to be a great lawyer. So I'm not lost. I'm not, it's not valueless. I'm not, I don't like randomly let stuff in. I'm not sort of like just randomly getting lost in, in some report about the president because I got a job and I got to become a great lawyer and I want to do it. Let's go rock and roll. 
And if I'm, if I'm a parent, I want to be great parents. So when I come home and my kid wants me to play a game and the game's taking forever, but he's still my kid. I remind myself, I want to be a great parent. I want to be a great parent. So spend time with the kid. Okay, the game's like a little boring, but he's a kid. So play the game, right? And if I want to be a great husband or a great wife, I, I look at my jobs, right? And I, I look at my world and I see where I am and I see what's in my heart and I set an expectation of wanting to be the best at that thing. So when I go into my life and I wake up in my day, I now say, okay, what I gotta do? So when it gets a little hard and when the distractions come in, I'm able to push forward because I can see greatness in that particular area down the road. So I can spend more time talking to my spouse and I'm not gonna look at my phone because I can tell myself I wanna be a great spouse. Right. And so when we take it, when we talk about purpose, we have to recognize that whatever the things that we're in, if we just take our lives and start to aspire for a greater level of doing what we do already, and we hold that image in our head, it will begin the process of like raising the boundaries, right? Like if you can almost picture, like if like you ever like, you know, um, like build a, a, a sandcastle or build Legos or do anything, like you build that layer and it's like one little layer and then you build another layer and another layer and another, right? So that, that, that first layer that you build around yourself, if you want to get into this new world, you don't have to, you don't have to like figure it out. You don't have to do any of those things. The first layer of how we start to build the boundaries to protect the chaos from coming in is by increasing the image of us being excellent at the things that we already do. How long does that take? It can take five minutes. You wake up in the morning and for like a minute, if you're praying or whatever you're doing, you just take a deep breath and you start to envision greatness in your, your, already, your already living life. Now, I understand that it's complicated with like somebody else responding back to you, but that's have. Let, let's, let me just make sure that point's clear. I wake up in the morning. I envision being a great spouse, right? Okay. Now I go down to the, the breakfast. And I'm like, hi, honey. And then I get back like a sour face and I'm thrown because I'm living in the world of have. You see that? Have means impact. I'm not living in the world of do. In the world of do, it doesn't matter what they respond. It doesn't matter what he or she says. That's not my job to figure out what they're going to say. My job is to be a great spouse. And at the core of my being, I know being a great spouse is how I treat my spouse. If they don't respond back positively, that's not my problem. That's the level that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the first level, which is have, which is impact, which is how do I get my spouse and me to have like the best conversation ever? So let me say, hi, honey. And then if they respond back with being busy, I'm like, shoot, this whole thing doesn't make sense. I'm not doing that. That's have, I'm in do. I'm not saying like I come to work and like, I'm like new doing well for a day. And I'm like waiting for my boss to come in and like hand me like a bonus check and be like, wow. Like, what were we thinking? Like, see that corner office? Like it's yours. That's have. What they respond to me is have. That's a distraction. That, by the way, is where I was going a little bit with Hanukkah, which we'll talk about. We'll sprinkle Hanukkah in because it's such a big holiday. 
if the Maccabees would have been thinking about impact, they never would have lit one candle because they would have known it's impossible to go for eight days because they would said, what's the, what's the point? What's the point? If they live in the world of have, which is impact, they would look at their actions, lighting a little bit of oil as totally wasteful. They never would have done it. But they lived in the world of do. And do is, I have to light candles. Forget tomorrow. I'm not in charge of tomorrow. I'm in charge of today. And today there's oil. Let's light oil. We'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow. And God's like, what? No way. You're kidding me. You mean, wait, you mean you're not trying to control the world? Wait, you mean, you mean to say that you think I'm control the world? No, that's impossible. You're a human. You've been around for 50 years. I thought you run the world. Like you, wait, you know how to do stuff because you know, you know, because like you know how to do your job for like 10 minutes. No, wait, 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 wait. Because like, wait, you, you think I run the world? No. You mean you're doing your job and you're letting me do my job? This is fun, God says. Well, let me show you how I do my job. Blow, I blow stuff up. I'm God, I can do anything. Your breathing is a miracle. That your life is a miracle, my friend. Everything around you is a miracle. You're just used to it. So you call it nature. Nature is just miracles that happen every day. It's all miracles, right? When the Jews were in the desert, they thought that manna was natural after a while. We think it's natural for us to like plant stuff and then stuff grows. Why? Because someone could watch it and record it and say it's going to happen again. Then it becomes natural. Gravity's natural because like what? We can record it and go, watch this. And now God's out of it. God's like, really? Oh, you're letting me do my job? Okay, thank you. Thanks for the domain, God says. Maccabee's like, whatever. You just do your job. That's what they did. Do. We even got to be yet. We'll get there. That's really the last level. We're not even in the next level yet, which is B. We're still in do. You mean there's a war going on from the Syrian Greek army, which is the strongest army at the time? with elephants and spears and formations and military training, and you're a bunch of Kohanim priests, rabbis, that can go up against the Maccabees. The Maccabees, you know, despite what our coloring books growing up showed us, the Maccabees weren't like 6'3 giants. It's amazing how the Maccabees were like Aryans. You ever see pictures of Maccabees in coloring books? Tall guys, togas, Star David shields. You know what I'm talking about? long swords ever met a jew like that how many jews do you know like that i gotta tell you something go to israel and go look at the commandos they don't look like that they weren't that it's america maccabees were a bunch of kohanim they were rabbis they didn't have to fight a day in their lives and they knew that they would potentially lose because but they don't live in the world of have they live in the world of do. When you live in the world of do, you just do things. You stop worrying about the impact. You can get feedback, but the feedback is just informing how you do things. So when we wake up in the morning, when we wake up in the morning, hold on, I got a Jewish commando line over here. Hold on. Yeah. The Jewish commandos are super impressive. They're just not 6'4". They're, they're impressive mostly here. 
I pointed to my head for those who are listening. When you wake up in the morning and we stop worrying about the have, the impact, and controlling the world, and we focus all of our attention on doing, and then we start to say, okay, I got to create a boundary because there's so much chaos in my life. And there's so much chaos going to come out of me. I am sure I'll start my day and be ready to roll by, by 9.30, have five emails that I got to deal with or that I really don't have to deal with. But, And if that's not enough, I'm going to watch some stuff going on in the news and the news is going to hire brilliant people that will take anything and make it sound like it's breaking. Because breaking news is scientifically proven to get you to pay attention. Survival, amygdala limbic system so if i allow myself to wake up in the morning all i'm going to hear is breaking news breaking news you know what i love i i'm i happen to like football and you know i've got thank god he should live me well i've got one i've got one of my sons is like a football fanatic so like it's even better breaking news the saints say that Drew Brees won't play today. Breaking news. A player on a team won't play in a made-up game, which I per personally love. But, like, let's get perspective. Breaking news. Everything around us is breaking news. Just distracting us every single second. And we say to ourselves, I, I don't want that. I want to be, be direct. I want to be impactful. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to increase my purpose. How do I do that? Well, I start level one is by taking a breath before I begin my day and tell myself I want to be excellent at the things that I do. I could be excellent at my day. I could be more excellent at my life. I have a hat that says spouse, a hat that says parent, a hat that says friend, a hat that says employee, a hat that says boss. I don't know. I have hats that I wear. And every time I put on a hat today, I want that to be excellent. And if you believe it, but like if you believe it, if you don't believe it, you don't know yourself. I mean this. If you don't believe that you can be excellent in your life, you don't know yourself. I don't care what your parents or friends, I don't care. I don't care. If no one ever told it to you, I'm telling it to you. And I know because just how it works. I don't care whether that Maserati came out of any shop. I know a Maserati, if it's built right, is going to fly. If your eyes are open, my friends, I don't care where you are. I don't care what you think of yourself. If your eyes are open, you're being powered by the divine energy. That means you're an F-16, whether you know it or don't, whether you believe it or not, which means if you have a life, you can be excellent at your life. Can you control the world around you? I don't know. Can you get other people to do what you want to do? I don't know. Can you live an excellent life? Yeah. One million percent. And it's not me. It's God. I'm not telling it to you. God's telling it to you because he opened your eyes and he put himself inside you. And God's not putting himself inside a vessel that can't contain God. God ain't lowering himself. He didn't put himself in the animal as much as we like to think that. God didn't put 
I'm not saying the animal is deserving of anything but respect. They're, 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 they're living beings, but God's not resting in the middle of a lion. He's resting in you. Because me and you are supposed to wake up in the morning and want to be excellent at our lives. And when we do that, what here's what happens. When you stop and go, I want to be excellent at my life, that requires more attention. Excellence requires more attention than mediocrity. And so now what you're doing is you are now increasing the need of attention into your life. And that puts up a border. And if you really believe it, as you go through your day, you don't have to like resist the chaos. The chaos starts to go up against a border called purpose. And it doesn't come in as much. It doesn't mean it doesn't come in at all. It doesn't come in as much. And it, you know, we don't got to fight it. Just natural. And it begins to take the energy, the integrating material that we have to make connections and hone it in. Flow, focus, purpose. And that begins this process of what we're talking about of finding the flow and the things that we do, which only makes the things that we do more powerful, which only makes us ultimately more impactful, but we're not even focusing on that. It makes us get lost in the world that we're in. Okay, we'll continue. We'll continue. Thank God Hanukkah's all week, because I got to tell you, you, once you get Hanukkah, Hanukkah is the secret to greatness. That's why it was the last holiday that we had historically. I want you to know that. The last historical open miracle that we have is Hanukkah. That was the locket that God handed us before we left on the journey, even though we never really left, but still. Hanukkah contains the secrets of stuff. It's the holiday of darkness. Notice it's in the winter, which is dark, at night, which is dark. I'm supposed to let light in a little place, which is dark. Hanukkah is the holiday that teaches us how to light up darkness. It's, it's the most powerful, powerful holiday we have. There, there are modern day holidays that we've built, but I'm talking about open miracles. All right, everybody. Have an awesome Hanukkah. Wherever you're, wherever you're coming from, thanks for being here. Whenever you tuned in, thanks for being here. Have a great weekend. Good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again next week.